So I was talking to somebody recently and uh, they were describing to me their, their home situation and the difficulty with accepting their home situation. So um, <coughs> parents not living together and, uh, and that sort of, those kind of issues and everything that, that kind of derives from that then. Uh, honestly and sincerely believing that she was a mistake, you know, that basically she shouldn't be here and so on and so forth. So th those, kind of, those kind of issues do happen quite a lot these days uh, where people ask themselves these kind of fairly deep fundamental questions like was I, want, was I ever actually wanted or am I just kind of, I'm tolerated now by my parents or my mom or th those around, but like I wasn't actually wanted. I shouldn't actually ever have been here. This wasn't the way it was supposed to be. Very, very, very dangerous thought, uh, very deep thought because it cuts away completely at, at, at your foundation. If you're not supposed to be here, then it doesn't matter if you're not here, ultimately. Like, if you're not supposed to be here, then, then if you're gone, it's, 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 it, there's no problem. So it's a very, very dangerous thought. Very, and it just, it just really struck me, uh, and I had to say this to her. I said, I, to be honest, I have no idea what that's like. I don't know what that's like. My parents met in whatever it was, 76, got married in 77. My sister was born shortly after that. I was born in 79, and they've been married and living together ever since. I don't know what it's like to come from a family where I see my dad every second weekend or not even knowing who he is or whatever it may be. I don't know what that's like. I don't. I don't. And sometimes when people have an issue with, with God around this Christmas time or this Advent season now, um, there are a lot of advertisements on YouTube and probably on TV as well for the various charities and you see, you know, malnourished children and babies and parents crying and, and, and heart-wrenching stuff, heart really just deeply saddening uh, images uh, of, of, of people who are suffering. And the, the, the danger then is that we say, yeah, so here we are celebrating Christ's birthday and look what he's done for humanity. You know, it's just it's it's very 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 easy to say how on earth or why on earth if God is good why is all this happening like why would God just be kind of so powerful and yet so remote you know he's powerful but he just doesn't care enough he's powerful but he's just away in the clouds and he's happy out with himself and either doesn't care or isn't powerful enough or isn't interested enough to actually help us and if you go to any school or treat and if eventually like if you ask the kids honest questions someone is going to ask that question if God is so good why is there poverty why is there evil why is there suffering okay and so the title that we hear given to the Lord today is very very important it's not just a name this is this is a reality right so the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son they will call him Emmanuel a name which means God is with us now but not with us as a spectator not with us like but you know indifferent like some sort of a lurking super intense fan you know uh not not not, not kind of a not, not a weird kind of or 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 an indifferent just kind of like a spy basically you know they bugged the house a big a big brother and they can see everything you do but they don't really care so god is with us but not not in that kind of a sense See, I mean, like, finish out the story. Like, we always have to keep trying, trying to keep the whole story, if we can at all, before our eyes, you know? That's why the, the very, the essence of, of, of our kerygma, create, so the, the, the essence of, of our belief, what is it? God creates everything good, sin enters the world, everything goes wrong. 
God redeems the world through his passion, death, and resurrection so that we can get back into union with him. That's it. And that we have to keep that kind of full picture in our minds whenever we look at any particular problem or any particular verse that that's a bit strange or any particular Bible story that we think, Jeannie, how, how do we understand that? Okay, interpret it in terms of the big story because any line or any idea taken out of context, you can completely misrepresent who God is or what he wants or what, he, what he's asking us to do. So keep in mind the big picture. So God is with us. Okay, so what? Well, what does his presence with us mean? It's not just an, the presence of an observer, but it's the presence of, of one who will step down from his throne into a crib, to, 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 into, a, into a trough, in order to take on a human nature, in order to carry that human nature to the cross. That's how he is with us. In this kind of self-giving, self-effacing, self-sacrificial love, that's how he is with us. Not as an observer, not as, as a powerful presence in some way, but as someone who, who steps down into our humanity, into the muck and dirt and pain and suffering and loss and loneliness of, of, of what we go through. And so we can't say ever, God, you don't know what it's like to be me. You don't. We, can't, we, we can never say that because he does. That's the whole point of, of the Christmas story. This is the adult version of the Christmas story. That's what it's all about. The Lord's stepping down into, into our human nature so that we can never say, God, you don't know what it's like to suffer. He does. He does. He does. So he, he's anything but indifferent because he knows what it's like to lose people even far more intensely than we ever could because he doesn't just know them like we would know them. He, he created them. He knows them inside now. He knows every, he's counted every hair in their heads. He knows everything about them and loves them as they are. Like he's just, just got a, a, a divine love that will never cease and never wanes and never changes and never increases because it can't. It's already maximum. It's already perfect, always, for everyone. So when someone dies or, or, or in, in, in his mind, spiritual death is worse. In God's mind, spiritual death is worse than physical death because physical death, the person doesn't cease to exist. They're just not on earth anymore. But they're, they're still somewhere. And he knows that. So, so spiritual death is worse than, than, than physical death. When a person walks away from God, that's, that's what's so incredibly deeply saddening for him. So, so we look at these, at these sad images of our world today and yeah, we do have to do something about it, absolutely. But it's, just, it's not right to say, God, this is all your fault and you don't care. You don't know what it's like to be us. This title, God with us, Emmanuel, teaches us differently. So he does know what it's like to suffer. He does know what it's like to be alone. He does know what it's like to be forgotten, to be rejected. He even knows what it's like to be hated. He knows what it's like to die. And in all this, he teaches how to carry all of that with love. So we ask the Lord today, in preparation for Christmas, that our hearts might be open to the real, deep, profound meaning of what's happening here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life.